I'm Tamaria Neve, and I am the co-CEO and co-founder of Gen C. And I'm Dania Klein, and I am also the co-founder and co-CEO of Gen C. What we love about beauty is it's an industry that's always enabled us to work with other women. From New York City, you're listening to Beauty Is Your Business, covering the intersection of innovation and business in the beauty industry. Hi, this is Mimi Banks, and you're listening to Beauty Is Your Business. Today, I couldn't be more excited than to be with two very dear friends. We have Tamar and Danya, the co-founder and co-CEOs of Gen C. Hi, friends. Hi. So happy to be here. I'm thrilled to be here with you, especially on your one-year anniversary of launching Gen C. Congratulations. Thank you. It's very meaningful to get to celebrate it with you, Mimi, right after your wedding. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. You know, one thing that just struck me, Danya, in your intro is you talked about, or we were talking about actually behind the scenes of working in beauty brings together friends. And what's really exciting and unique here is that you two are both very dear friends of mine, and it's because of you that I launched my business. I'm not sure if everybody knows here, but when I left L'Oreal, Tamar and Danya actually gave me my first assignment to work for a startup, and it was their startup in Tel Aviv, Israel, and now I never look back. I'm so excited to talk about Gen C today, but first, I would love to introduce the two of you and have you guys share just more about your background, because I think it's very unique and compelling. I am Israeli-American. I grew up partially in Israel and then in New York, and then I lived in London for a few years on my own. And I am one of those weird people that kind of rolled out of the womb lipstick in hand, which my mother is absolutely shocked by because she's never worn a lick of makeup. So that was weird. But it's something that I've always absolutely loved beauty. It's something that's absolutely in my veins. And I've always been kind of in digital marketing and in digital businesses. And I was in gaming for a long time. I ran big teams in Vienna and Stockholm and London. And I kind of lived on planes for a very long time doing really, really fascinating work, but not in categories that I found particularly interesting. And at some point I was like, I can't spend the rest of my life doing this. And my husband and I created our previous company, Pre and Me, which Danya then joined as a partner about a year later. And Mimi, you then joined us as soon as we managed to get you out of L'Oreal. And we were doing that for quite a while until in COVID, I managed to drag Danya off to create Gen C, which is what I've actually been trying to do since I was five. Wow. Yeah, she had to pull me with a lot of fear and a lot of worry because we were in the middle of pandemic when Gen C was born. And not everybody realizes that, but we kind of saw our first lipstick, the first prototype of Pick Me Up Matte Lipstick that you might be wearing, the Irene shade that you love so much, the red shade. We saw that on March 19, 2020, just before we went into lockdown. And it sort of told us, wow, if this is what clean beauty can be, maybe this is worth working on in parallel to kind of everything else we had going on in our lives at the time was towards making food for our kids, like while in between Zoom school and trying to keep another business afloat. But somehow 
many years of being a beauty veteran, you know, me and my background better than anybody, but, you know, I kind of grew up in the biz, you know, worked for these incredible brands like Clinique was my very first job, shooting with Irving Penn, working on some of like the craziest launches Clinique ever did at the time, like stop signs. I got to work on La Mer and Joe Malone when they were acquired by the Lauders, like it's an inception when they were brought into the business. Like one of our first projects was launching the flagship store at the Flatiron Building in New York. And I had some experiences at L'Oreal where I got to meet the most incredible people that I've ever worked with. And also at Cody on Calvin Klein fragrances. But what sort of Tamar pushed me towards was, okay, we know a lot about digital marketing. We know a lot about the beauty business, but it takes so much courage to work for yourself. And that's what kind of Gen Z is all about, is working with people that we love and being able to do it with each other. That's amazing. What a great story. You have a rich history in beauty. Tamar has a rich history in digital and Vuma, a brand is born if it was that simple. So tell us about Gen C. What is Gen C? For those people who haven't heard of it yet, tell us about it. So Gen C is a clean, sustainable maker brand. It was born out of one very specific thing. Basically, we said, okay, so there are a lot of clean brands that, well, not a lot, but obviously there are more and more clean brands out there. And, you know, we for ourselves certainly prefer to use clean brands, but we haven't really found the products that we fall in love with yet, right? So, you know, I've always worn lipstick, but I just couldn't find one that I really loved within the clean space. So what we set out to do was to create a line of products that were just as good and just as amazing and just as fun as any mainstream products, but clean formulations in sustainable packaging. And as you can imagine, this was really heavy lifting because clean formulations that are really, really good have only come onto the market fairly recently, just in terms of the technology innovations that enable that. And on the sustainable side, as you can imagine, as I'm sure you know, the beauty industry has been a little bit late to that party. So, you know, there are not a lot of sustainable solutions in packaging. And there was a lot of work done in order to really source sustainable packaging for our products, which is something that we absolutely insist on. Because if we were going to go down this road and go into this journey together, there's no way we'd be making something that was not clean and not sustainable. That's incredible. And even your, let's call it credo, and I'm just foreshadowing a little bit. What I thought was interesting about is even like the mantra on your website or what you talk about is that we created Gen C because we don't want to choose between makeup we love, makeup that's good for us and the planet, and neither should you. And I think that that speaks volumes and why some exciting retailers are now carrying Gen C. The thing for us was that we felt like there's so many incredible brands out there and we kind of see the whole clean movement as a bunch of kind of sister brands that are pushing people to make better choices and giving some really exciting innovations that, you know, are new to the marketplace. But one thing that was driving us was can we sort of take joy and color and surprise and delight and pass that through to other people and allow them to share the experience that we were feeling, which is that we've all been trapped in our houses now, you know, for a while. And can we kind of give the gift of color and transmute kind of that experience so that if you're spending five minutes or if you're spending an hour getting ready, that it's an experience that you're really enjoying with our products. And that has a lot to do with kind of the feeling that transcends everything we do. I mean, speaking from somebody who is wearing the lipstick right now, the packaging is gorgeous, the formula is gorgeous, and it works. Tell us about how you came up with the name or what's behind the name. So it's kind of a double entendre on, you know, Gen C, obviously from, you know, Gen Z, Gen Y, et cetera, Gen C, C also for clean, but also C, as Anya said, coming out of COVID, 
we wanted to create a brand that really kind of sees people. So we are a very customer-led brand. You know, we have created a really robust community in one year. And one of the basis of the company is really to listen, see our customers, but also, you know, see the people that work for us. And that means across the entire supply chain. So, you know, we make sure that we know exactly where everything is sourced from and that we see everyone who's involved in the company. And that goes into transparency as one of the kind of main pillars of the brand. The Gen and Gen C comes from the generations. We both had the experience of being very influenced by my mother specifically, who was very into beauty products and makeup application her whole life, and her grandmother, who really every day of her life wore a bright red lipstick, who Iran is actually named after. So the Gen and Gen C is often the generations before that gave us the beauty and the love of self-care. And we also see it as a brand that will impact the generations after because, you know, we wanted to create something that our kids would be proud of and the people, you know, that come after us will also be proud of because we're using products that focus on circular plastics and PCR materials and, you know, alternative and bioplastics that are really using stuff more than once. You know, and pardon me for saying this, but it's really about not creating things from scratch for the first time, but really implementing and fueling a circular economy for the little bit that we do that it's going in that direction. Well, it's incredible because a little bit does go a long way and you can make an impact. And speaking of not doing things new, but doing them better and super well. You recently had a huge success and a milestone of a new partnership and a retailer. Yes. We just launched a credo. We're celebrating one month there, basically this week. And it's going well. We're really, really encouraged because the brand was created for Credo in a way. You know, we looked at their blacklist, their dirty list, their sustainability mantras. And we said, you know, we've got to at least match this and try to even go beyond this in terms of the things that we are future-proofing the brand for. And we really look up to their ethics, to their partnership, to their kind of spirit and how they treat their brand partners. And we really feel like what's amazing about working with them is that they're thought partners and they really give a format for you know founders to kind of meet them and to create something that's really delightful for their customer. And our values are aligned. You know, all our values are aligned. And for us, that's really, really super important. Can you tell us more about that? I think that's, you know, a very interesting point that you bring up from like the ethical working practices, the values, what's on their lists. Can you tell us more about that? Well, I don't know how much you've ever read the Credo website, but they really go pretty deep into setting sustainability goals and ingredient blacklists. And so I think this is the thing that makes Credo clean different than kind of clean and greenwashing that might happen. And, you know, other brands that just sort of say we're clean, but aren't clean. And so we have always used their standards to brief our chemists and our chemists then really appreciate their guidelines because it's a format I think that's really understandable and translates into, I think, creating high performance products that maybe if you're just saying you're doing it, it's different than actually like co-creating with a lab and saying, okay, we want to use this list and create lipsticks that are as good as any matte lipstick on the market, but is also clean. And I think because of that guidance Credo gives, you're able to kind of take that leap ahead. It's true. You see a lot of clean brands in the marketplace, but to be able to have the kind of Credo verified or Credo stamp goes a very, very, very long way. And also with the consumer, now your credibility just probably went up a thousand percent just because they're giving you that stamp of saying, okay, they follow our practices and our standards. 
and they validate them as well. It's not just, you know, they actually, you have to submit every single product through an extraordinary vetting process where they check ingredient by ingredient and you really actually have to upload all your certifications and they have queries. So it's not just a kind of a BS thing, it's a real deal thing. I hope I'm allowed to share all that about them, but it's pretty incredible to know that their efforts are really behind what they're conveying to a customer. I'm pretty sure that maybe the current consumers know that or know those ethical standards, but I think that's incredibly impressive and shows even more of your dedication towards building a true clean brand that meets all those standards. What's interesting is if you go into a Credo store, we've spent some time in them and we've learned a lot in the last month is that their customers are so savvy and that they come in and they really are there for a conversation. You know, they're there because the vetting has been done for them. They know they're in the environment of clean, you know. And so from there, they're a little bit more open to explore and to experiment, like kind of what that environment has to offer. And so, you know, we think that it's kind of a pleasure to service their customers as well because they're kind of like-minded to start. You've launched a year ago. You're in Credo. You have some incredible products. What's next in year two, year five? What can we expect to see from Gen C? No pun intended, I guess. I'll let Tamar talk about this a little bit more, but I think what I think isn't as transparent kind of founders and that run direct-to-consumer companies is that that's still your hub. You know, your website is your business. And this is the area for the strongest amount of opportunity and optimization. And, you know, something that I would share with anybody who's like starting in this business is that this is not an area where you can sort of like put it out to an agency and pray. You know, this is an area where you can have an agency partner, but you have to have a vision and be in the need how it works. And Tamara has really been the leader of design of everything that you see on our website, everything in terms of the copy, the words, the placement have really been like a part of a vision that she saw that she kind of imagined as a user herself. Like, how would you want to read about it? You know, how would you want to place the flow? And, you know, through that, we've developed an experiment where we thought it should be this. And then like we say, okay, well, maybe it would be better if it could be this. And through data, through conversation, you make those small optimizations. And, you know, the thing that I would share with other business founders is like a small optimization can be a huge improvement in sales. Startup life. Startup life, being nimble. But I think that's also a real skill set to be able to listen to the consumer or pay attention to what works. I'll tell you, there are two things I'm constantly saying, probably way too much. But the first is that we don't have opinions, we have data. We don't care about opinions. And we honestly do our best also to I think both of us to run this company without egos because it's completely unhelpful to run it with egos more than anything. We just would never get anywhere. And so it doesn't matter if I think it should be blue or Danya thinks it should be purple. We need to put something out there and, you know, for the customers to tell us, should it be blue and should it be purple? Maybe that's a very simplistic example, but it really doesn't matter what we think at the end of the day. You know, so we put all these products out there and we put the colors out there. And at the end of the day, you know, we see what people want. And, you know, we have a super strong point of view, don't get me wrong, but within that point of view, we still let the customer lead. And the other thing that I say way too much is that perfect is the enemy of good. And one of the reasons that we were able to get up and running as quickly as we have and to get to where we are within a year is the fact that we do not perfect things. We get 99% of the way there, whether it's the website or the email marketing or anything, because if you wait for things to be perfect, 
it's never going to leave. And at the end of the day, because you need the customer feedback, the single most important thing is to just get it out there. Get it out there and, you know, the last mile will be determined by the customer anyway. Yeah, we try not to have spelling errors, though. That too, yes. <laughs> we do work on that. That's brilliant advice, though, because as a founder, you're so proud of your product or it's your baby and you want it to be perfect and you can be paralyzed by that perfection and waiting and waiting and waiting. So just to kind of put things out there and be okay with that, I think that's really, really, really important advice. I'll tell you my weird superpower is that I am not a perfectionist. I am like the anti-perfectionist, except on design. Design will drive me bananas until I get the last pixel right. But everything else, I really believe that just getting it out there is probably almost more important than anything else. We blend well on that point, too. Yeah. <laughs> we don't get each other's way on that. That's good because you always need, I think, for as being co-founders, you're not at the top by yourself or you have someone to motivate each other. Like what you mentioned before about the different roles, and I, I personally know your backgrounds, but have you taken on more roles? You know, I aspire always to do the decks as, as good as you from years ago now, maybe almost 10 years ago from seeing your decks. I've always wanted to do decks as good as you. You're very good at me. <laughs> no, her decks are amazing. That was the first thing yeah, I think I fine. ever told you, right? <laughs> She's like, what do you think of this? I'm like, good, let's do, we can, we can work with this. <laughs> amazing. I'm absolutely amazing. But as co-founders, what I think is also inspiring is your relationship is that, you know, you've worked together before, but like you have the really strong vision and, and how does that work? I think, you know, I'm asking selfishly because I love you both, but I think it's also inspiring for other people who have a co-founder or are debating whether they should do something by themselves or have a co-founder. How did you decide to do this together and have your roles evolved? How do you make it work? So I'll tell you in my mind, the miracle of this partnership is that First of all, we worked together for a long time before starting Gen C. So we both knew exactly what we were getting into. Good, the bad, the ugly, the everything else. Mm -hmm. And the miracle of this is that I don't think we have once had to ask each other the question, who deals with this or who deals with that? It just somehow between the two of us, it's just really clear whose domain it falls into. And it's just completely organic. And to me, it's amazing. Like, you know, it is far beyond anything that... I think usually happens between two co-founders. I mean, it comes down to this, like maybe you have a different setup so you can maybe reflect on it differently, but for both Tamara and I, it's really important to have somebody that we can speak about, you know, in the journey all the time, you know, and that if it's just like verbal reflection on the day or like kind of dissecting like a strategy or how to have a tough conversation with somebody like we really appreciate having each other to talk through those things with and like she certainly has strengths that I don't have I have strengths you know that she leans on me for and I think like we can really put our egos out of the way to let the other one shine and that's come very naturally in this partnership and I think it's worked well we sometimes say she lets me lead like the extrovert things the PR or operations or dealing with all the community management and vendor onboarding. Like I tend to lead a lot of that and like minutia, I'm really into the minutia of the company. And then, you know, everything that has to do with digital and those incredible Instagram stories that you see Gen C does every day. This is the one and only creator of that. And everything has to take with our website from being like version A to now being actually on our second site that we launched within a year, you know, tomorrow's taken forward. And then everything on the product we share, you know, we just really have like everything about the brand, the colors, the products, 
you know, deep conversation between the two of us and our labs to make sure that like we're bringing our perspectives as well as the perspectives of all women into the conversation because like certainly we cover a limited number of bases between the two of us, but you know, we really do everything we can to bring in women from all over the world into our product development testing. And because of that, I think we've been able to kind of gain acceptance and credibility with customer base that like really the shades work for a lot of people. That's incredible. I mean, I think just going back to your partnership, what's really interesting is how everything comes full circle from your training at like some of the largest beauty companies in the world and Tamar's background in gaming or non-beauty and how to come at it from a, a different perspective really lends itself to being able to have that dynamic and also to have the chemistry because chemistry goes far. It's that you have a shared vision and when you're talking about the website or you're just talking about not being perfect or acceptance, but for one thing it is directing is the brand vision. And that's something that you can come together on. And the rest sounds like a work in progress. And I don't want to say making it up as you go, but seeing what works and putting it out there and seeing what works. Even talk about the naming of the brand as like an example for how, you know, you have to sort of flex and be able to cooperate and enjoy all aspects. Like it's not just, sometimes there's like the glamour of oh, let's name this product. You know what I'm saying? And like, and sometimes you get the name, okay, right? But then you don't like get it past trademarks or something like that. And so we have a great like kind of two ways. Like, you know, sometimes tomorrow's name, some of our really incredible names of the brand. And then I have to go and like submit a hundred page deposition to our trademark attorney to make sure that it gets past like the IP process in the US. Like if you don't do both, you don't have a name, you know? And so I think that's where, partnership is really interesting. And just knowing that like you've got each other's backs, that I think is the most important thing. Otherwise, it probably wouldn't be so fun, honestly. I can't imagine to be any other way, to be honest. I mean, I think it's incredible. And having worked on a team, watching both of you shine and creating something, I mean, fun fact for those of you listening, is really the first UGC platform and community-based platform was what Tamara and Danya built, which was called Preen.me. And at the time, I think it was 2012 or around there, when you launched, you had this platform and I was obsessed with UGC, which is funny because now it's coming back to the creator economy. So it's full circle, but you had the vision. You had the vision before I literally saw anybody else do it in the industry and in the space and one of the first. And so what's incredible is that what you've been able to build and really take that community mindset, which sounds like it's being applied to Gen C also. Well, first of all, I mean, I think you play yourself down too much in the whole growth of what we did, because certainly you saw it coming. You were one of the first people who understood that original beauty addicts community on Facebook had like 1.5 million followers. And we had all this content, these like obsessed beauty addicts were creating, but Mimi, you were one of the first people to really see that it can be used for brands, you know, and you sort of helped us translate how, when you get products to people, like again, back in 2012, you create content and conversation and new kind of consumer generated opinions about a product that like propel a brand to a next level. And certainly that was the vision with Gen C was to take these practices that we'd sort of fine tune for partners like Charlotte Tilbury at the time and Il Maquillage and Elemis. They were our brand partners at the time. And through some of the mechanics of that, I think we were able to 
really kind of humbly reach out to creators all across the world and the reception, honestly, that was the brand launch a year ago. We just DM people and we kind of said, okay, this is what we stand for. We emailed and DM from ourselves and we said, you know, we had like our website, we had like an Instagram page with, you know, three followers at the time and really beautiful. You were one of them. Yeah. I have the three right here. <laughs> we had some really beautiful imagery, which fun fact is created by my ex-husband, Fierce, you know? So, you know, it's all in the family at all times, but I think people were really captivated by the message, but also the visuals and just the fact that there's just like a really honest feeling to this brand. And we had almost 90% of the people that we've reached out to accept it and just tried. Wow. Wow. And that was our launch. That's what got it going. And those people have incredibly posted about Gen C somewhere between like six and a dozen times. That's influence. Like that got the attention of other people in the industry and other retailers to take notice. And that really set the seeds for the brand's trajectory. So I think this is actually a really important conversation that we're getting to is like the power of social and community and what you're doing. Because I think, again, going back to when Daniel was like sharing with me about Green.me and Beauty Addicts and the power of it, I was mind blown. So for people that start this is a very, very loaded question, but people start brands all the time and they're like, oh, what do we do with social? All right, we need an Instagram, we need TikTok, what should we do? I sometimes think that that's the wrong way to go about it because you're retroactively fitting that in to your plan versus what you did is you're like, this is a community-based brand. So can you tell us about that? Just as a point of advice, I think. That's true. I mean, first of all, We've learned a lot from you as well over the years. Like we say this internally that you know, running our Instagram is almost like running Barney's. Like the windows have to change every day, a few times a day. Like it's nuts. You know, there's more resources applied to that than to anything almost that we do. You know, it is, takes a lot of creativity. You know, there's the brand talking about ourselves and our important values. There's the content that our creators share that we're like lucky enough to feature and to reshare. There are the calendar moments throughout the year that happen that you need to kind of reflect upon and see how they kind of coordinate with your values. But if you only think about that, you'll never get it off the ground, you know, because what it really is, is can you grow yourself through people who have like-minded values? Do they like the product? Like nobody is going to lie about that. If the products are good, if they deliver on what you've said, if it's as beautiful in real life as it looks in pictures, you will get probably a relatively good response, you know, in other people's content. And that will be shared from mouth to ear to ear to mouth. There's a better term for that. It becomes viral. That's like where the viral moment is, is that somebody actually says, and the only time so far in my career where I've experienced that has been with CeraVe, where people want to understand the power of something. You're like, it's a good product. And when something is good, people will share it organically because they like it. There's one additional like really important point, which I think is obviously people say this and use this everywhere, but like the authenticity of the brand voice. So the way that Dania writes the emails to the influencers, it is the anti-corporate voice, right? It's super personal from the phrasing to what we're actually saying. And I do the same on the social posts. I think it makes a huge difference, you know, when I totally. talk to other and they ask me, you know, how on earth did you get so many people to respond and to post? We're like, we talk to them human to human. We're not a machine. We're not a company. We're humans. I spent one year looking at people's profiles that I thought were like-minded and building a list together. And like, really, I felt like I knew these people 
In fact, I know almost every single person who's ever created a post for us by name and their details and like what their favorite color is, what do they eat for breakfast. And I really come from a place of love, you know, because I am completely, completely awed by the fact that they have sort of become a partner of what we do just by trying our products, you know? And so that creates respect and that respect is something that we imbibe and then we give back, you know? And it goes back to the C and Gen C that, you know, we're not looking at people as machines that can create content for us. We actually see the person, we get to know them. It's really about relationships. You're building relationships. Relationships, you have to have the patience and the love for that. If you don't have that, like it's not gonna work. People will feel that. And we can tell you so many incredible stories about how we came to find our first kind of social media manager who DM'd us and like asked for an internship. And anybody who writes a letter to us, you'll probably have me respond to them. You know, I mean, I, I care, you know, it really bows me over. As long as it's not one of these like spammy, I can get your ROI up 400% kind of thing. One of those, right? Like, we'll spam, whatever. But like, if it's from a person who writes a letter that like how I can contribute or help goes a long way. Yeah, we write back. Yeah. <laughs> because you care. I mean, I, again, what I'm hearing the words, I heard relationship and community, caring, personal, you know, it's a very personal brand and it's not meant to be anything more than what that is. And I think that people try to overcomplicate things sometimes. And this is a brand from your heart. Tomorrow's wanted since she was five. And here we are. And it's such a beautiful story. And I can't believe this is only year one. Us too. It seems like a much <laughs> Yeah, we have I'm sure. I'm sure. this year as well. We have some really crazy launches planned. I can't wait. Meeting you with. I know. I say I'll be first in line. I mean, I'm so thrilled to be able to celebrate you, to be able to even open up more eyes or people to Gen Z and really share your story. I think you are such incredible women. And this has been such an inspiring conversation. For us too. For us too. And wonderful to see you. Thank you, Mimi. Wonderful to see you. And just before we hang up, what I would love for you to share is someone wants to find you now. Where can they find you? Whether it's social, whether it's your website, where can they find you? We're on www.gencybeauty.com. That's our direct-to-consumer website. We're also available at Credo Beauty. And online and in-store. Online, in real life. And then, of course, our TikTok and Instagram is Gen C Beauty. DM us. We're in the DMs 24-7. <laughs> Thank you both. Really, congratulations on all your success. And I can't wait to watch everything that happens. Thank you. Thank you so much, Mimi. Wonderful conversation. This has been Beauty Is Your Business, produced by Mouth Media Network. Keep in touch on Instagram and Facebook at Mouth Media Network and find prior episodes at beautyisyourbusiness.com and wherever the best podcasts are found. Your brand message can be on this show. Email us to find out more at podcast at mouthmedianetwork.com. Thank you for listening.